Review! Hey everyone, and welcome to Pop Poor Review. My name is Jimmy, I'm here with Matt. What's going on? And Kelly. So before we get into the headlines today in our review of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, we just want to give a shout out to One Movie Punch, a daily podcast reviewing movies, new and classic. One movie every day. Hello there. Do you like movies but feel overwhelmed by the avalanche of titles available every week in the theaters and on streaming services? Do you struggle with justifying the increasing cost of movies at the theater or whether to pick up another streaming service? Well, I have a resource for you. One Movie Punch. Your movie review podcast for currently playing newly streaming classic and cult movies. One movie per day, every day. We track the theaters, streaming services, and the occasional physical release to find the best movies currently available. We watch every film, then distill it into a short three to five minute review and publish a daily podcast. And now with year two, we've gone spoiler free for all movies within the last three years and bringing on a team of reviewers with brand new perspectives and selections. Want more information? Head over to www.onemoviepunch.com to subscribe to the daily podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at One Movie Punch and Facebook at www.facebook.com slash onemoviepunch. We'll see you there. So for the headlines today, we uh, I'm going to throw this over to Matt because he found this like little meme, I guess, that we're going to talk about. Well, we kind of just we took a bunch of elements and we're just going to talk about it now because we were well, like, we, let's just talk about it. We like combined three stories into one. So. The first part of it. There is no more superhero movies coming out until right, February, February right? 2020. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Okay. Fantabulous Emancipation. Okay, of okay. One Harley Quinzel or okay. something. Okay. Quinzel. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we figured out there's not going to be any superhero movies. That's what I was trying to say before Jimmy started to like l- do a monologue. Um, <laughs> so, and also, I saw like a little like meme online that was like, it was pretty much like, a caption said, I'm so tired of all these remakes. And it was like a picture of Will Smith just pointing at all these like indie um, production companies like A24 and Apirna, uh, Neon, all that kind of stuff. And so Kelly then brought up the point saying, is this going to be the time to shine for indie movies? So that is our question now. After I got through the three parts of that, we morphed together. Do you think that's true? I hope so, because there's been such good indie movies this summer that have just gotten completely buried under the blockbusters. The Farewell. I'm very upset that The Farewell has such a limited release. I honestly don't understand why. Isn't it doing pretty well, though? For It's doing... It had, I mean, it had the best per theater average for, of the year yeah, so far. Yeah, it Avengers. Yeah. But for, But like, it's not... It, I mean, unless... It was it A24? That's, or yeah, Anna Pierna? Yeah. No, it's A24. A24. It's taking a really slow expansion, hoping to get word of mouth, but when it does... It, I think it jumped up a whole bunch when it went from like four to thirty-four theaters, but then when it jumped to like one hundred and thirty-five, it only went up thirty percent. Okay. And I think this weekend it does. It did go up. Because um, I was saying a good it's in bit. the top ten now. It's so. not even that. But it just doesn't make I don't any think it's sense. Going We're up talking as much. about a movie that has a hundred percent rotten tomatoes. I think it did drop down finally to ninety-nine. Oh wow! It dropped down minus one percent. But we're talking yeah. about a movie that's getting rave reviews. Yeah. People are going crazy over it. Like a lot of, especially like a lot of Asian celebrities and directors are actually renting out theaters yeah, I saw that. to for people to go see it for free because they know how good it is. And it also shows how how they know that if they don't do this, like this movie may have gone nowhere like you it know kind of do like what there's Smart. no there's no like light shining on it but yeah. it's like even like Booksmart got a huge wide release like why isn't the farewell getting it and the farewell like is i feel like is getting way more uh press versus Booksmart. It, yeah the farewell's getting a lot more art. like there, I, I go on like online i see a bunch of articles just about the movie and like the just people like really pr- trying to promote it 
over like Booksmart. I feel like they were trying to do that themselves, and now Farewell's just naturally getting it, like all um, organically. But the Farewell, and they should they should work. They should like bank off that and just like release it in like a wide release. If they did a wide release, though, Farewell would make a good chunk of money because like even in our own friend circle, there are a lot of people like. Jenny wants to see it really bad, and it's just it makes no sense how this movie cannot get more than, like, okay, so like we're on Long Island right now. It's only playing in one theater on Long Island. I that, think it finally did expand to like other theaters closer to but us. Still, but still, like, it's more it's still taken at, like so indie. Long. Or, but that's just the and that's the problem with indie movies. I feel like they need to like they need to stop releasing it because I feel like they're scared to release it. Why? Because no one's going to see it. But like, I feel like. Well, it needs to get a good word of mouth. That's but, no, but the thing is, it's been so long since the farewell's been released. Like, why is it Second not? It's June. It's, right? it's, no, it's no. mid July. Yeah, but was it? It's only it's like third or fourth week. Oh, I thought it was like no. End but of even June. so, like the amount of press it's getting and the amount of good stuff, like you would think that they would be like, "All right, we're ready now. Go, go ahead, wide release," and they're trickling it out. And it's like if you take too long. People are going to forget this movie's out mm-hmm. because now we have a bunch of, like, Hobbs and Shaw and everything's coming out. Like, we had a whole period of, like, almost kind of, like, nothing really. I mean, there was Lion King, but it's, like, The Farewell came out before The, the Lion the King. The Farewell came out, I think, when Stuber was coming out. And that was yeah. a really bad week. That would have been a good week to, like, release it. They could have really capitalized on it instead of doing. Stuber and Crawl, I think. Yeah, but, I mean, then if you look at it, like, well, I, I know that a lot of independent theaters, uh, in the, the uh, not theaters, um, studios, like to do the word of mouth and... What a lot of people said with Booksmart is they released it too wide, too fast, and it kind of just dropped because everyone who wanted to see it saw it, and then there was just other things to see. No, it's true. It makes sense. But when you get a movie like The Farewell, which is getting press literally every single week, like The Farewell had the press on it is like blows the press that Booksmart got out of the water. And I'm not just saying it because I loved Booksmart, but the amount of press it's getting it warrants, like, you should do a wide release now. Also, I just feel like studios, like, I feel like do a disservice to, like, indie movies because they, like, either they release it too wide, too fast, like Booksmart, or they don't release it enough, like Farewell, and they just, there needs to be, like, they never, like, they're too scared. They don't know what to do with it. But they used to. I feel like they used to. Like, Juno was, like, a, that was, like, an indie That took a while, I thought, though. I don't really That was an awards, like, it's a little different when awards awards. come out because it waits. Yeah, what? No, but, like, even before that, but still, like, Juno got a, like a whole wide release and everything. Yeah, that eventually went to like over two thousand theaters. But I think the definition of wide is eight hundred theaters. Really? Yeah. So, um, like, I feel like they're gonna push it towards the end. Like, I feel like starting like September, they're gonna push it really hard for I just, Oscar. I, and I think they should just released it then, and then naturally like did it for like the Oscar thing, like little, little, little more, and then seal the press, and then more as they got bigger. I just feel like that, like as of lately, it's just like what. Even, like, AMC Theaters has recognized, like, it is so hard for indie movies that aren't on Netflix or Amazon or any of those streaming sites to get their foot off the ground. I give credit uh-huh. to AMC, though, because they do that artisan film to try and, like, it's just, like, another thing to bring it to the top and be like, oh, this is, oh, they're like, oh, what's artisan film? They're like, oh, okay, it just gets people to look at the movie, which I kind of give them credit for. Because, like, not everyone's doing that, and then it gets... It's another word. It's just another form of getting it out there. Yeah. Because you know what actually gets me mad is that the farewell still isn't playing anywhere, but the art of self defense was playing. Like, yeah, that got a big. Was a playing like everywhere. Big and I saw that, when and that? I. When did that come out? Oh. Same weekend as the year of the farewell. Yeah. Okay. That was playing at our local theaters. I saw it. I, I liked the movie. I'm not saying I didn't like the movie, but I'm like that movie, got 
way more like theater release versus the farewell and the farewell like critics wise and press wise did so much better than this but movie. But the art of self defense dropped like a rock after that and you haven't heard anything about that since. Because I, it, say, I no, forgot what that was about. My thing is I'm not saying that they should have released the farewell wide automatically. I'm just saying that right now they should have already done it by now. It's taking way too long to get out there. Because I'm talking like I'm not saying that it should be right away. I agree with you that it should be like word of mouth. I 100% agree with it, but I feel like they're taking way too long with, with indie movies now, especially ones that are getting good word of mouth. Like They're like slowly doing it, so slow to the point that it's like, I don't want to see it now because now I have a bunch of other movies to go see. Yeah, I mean... They should I, release it now because now is like the time where it starts to die down. Well, no, I mean, they could have released it in, in July when they did. And it had very good word of mouth, good per theater averages, because that's actually not even what that. Aquafina herself has blown up so much. Well, yeah, they should have known better. But then, I mean, it all is about the per theater average right now when it's below like eight hundred theaters, and then once it jumps above eight hundred theaters, is when that's when you want it to kind of like just do really well, jump up to the top of the box office. And I think after this week, we don't really have another big blockbuster until. Um, until it chapter two like it's like scary stories to tell in the dark no yeah i agree that's why i'm like they should do a total wide thing now for i think next too. week i think but next isn't it week doing would well be... though for the amount it's in because it's already it's in, it's it's the, doing it's in the top 10 it's, it's doing like well eight. but not as well as i think they would have wanted oh, it to okay. it's only made it only made two mil two um two million in like 135 theaters i think which is good but they thought it would be would be bigger like well, other other movies other movies like lady bird and moonlight did better in that well it's a hundred percent their fault because they waited so long lion king came out people are gonna go see the lion King King and the farewell do not have a lot of cross promotion yeah but 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 yeah but and also the farewell they do do. lion king and the farewell have a lot of cross we're talking about a movie that's that's made for the general population i'm gonna most people who are gonna go see it are gonna go see lion king first and then the farewell but with the farewell also it's it's such a depressing movie i think that also keeps people away because lion king's kid like more for kids like a lot for kids too it's disney and disney has just taken over everything right now i mean it is it is a depressing so i know a lot of people who are just like i don't want to see that right now i don't want i want to go to a movie i want to be you know like not depressed, but also no, but, walk out. Yeah, no, but even still, even if it wasn't like that, it still wouldn't have been able to hold up against the Lion King. Like people, Lion King would have taken. No, the Lion so King's a juggernaut, juggernaut. And then, and now we have Hobbs and Shaw out, which is going to take a good, good chunk of people away too. So it's just kind of like. But I think after after I next think, week is is the. Is, but this summer isn't good. doing well for counter programming. Like once upon a time in Hollywood was the first movie to really like. Like the kind of programming to yeah, work yesterday. And it yesterday, didn't overtake Lion that's King. what I'm saying. But that's the but yesterday. It's yesterday. It, it held very well, which was surprising. but towards the bottom of the like the top ten. No, box it, it was in the top five for three or four weeks. Was it? Yeah. But what I'm saying is, it's not like like I feel like nothing has come close. To like once upon like once upon a time is literally the epitome of like the definition of kind of programming working. Like it's you're taking away people are seeing that instead of the other movies, the big movies that are out there this summer. This it's been a shitty summer movie season, and it, the the kind of programming just hasn't good. So I think that also hurt in favor. I, I keep kicking Jimmy because I keep uh, hearing his pen, and oh. you keep ignoring me kicking you. Pen? I, I have it underneath the table. Oh, I, I have like, it underneath the, the table. <laughs> oh, I was like, I thought there was a fly. Kelly like swatted the air. No, I because like... I. Sorry, guys. Jimmy was like clicking a pen, and I, I could hear it. And I was ki- I kicked him like literally three times, and he just ignored it like completely. So then I had to like kind of wave my hand, and he still just like kept going. But back to what you were saying. I don't remember. I was. I'm 
I was just saying counter program. That's what I'm saying. I feel like they were trying to make it maybe be a counter programming kind of type of movie, but it but does, it's not does, enough theaters to be a but, counter. But that too. But I think that's what they're. They were like, oh, like maybe like. I think they were just like overthinking all of this because I think they really wanted to treat the release of it well because they thought it could be a great movie. I mean, they thought it could be a really good release, which it could be, but they fucked it up. You know what? The, uh, to be quite honest, I for release dates for movies minus like superhero movies, I'm I'm not counting superhero movies in this at all. But I feel like the movie industry in general has been doing terrible with release dates. This it's because now they have they're stuck with like Netflix releasing stuff. No, yeah, but. I, Honestly, like, I feel like they're doing terrible with release dates because it's just, like, honestly, I don't really get why January and February is such a dead season for them. Well, exactly. not really. February is starting to become no, a big No, it is just Black recently. Panther. No, Deadpool. Okay, no, yeah, Fifty Deadpool. Shades of Grey. Yeah, that's Fifty Shades of Grey. What I'm saying is, no, but I it's like, there's the such thing. dead seasons that it's, like... Put a good movie if in January. You put a good movie out there in January when kids are out and of no college, other movie comes out. And also the weather is terrible. It's, like... Why are you not releasing it then? Yeah, I never. I think Marvel has been starting to catch on. I know you didn't say superhero movies, but they've been catching on. They're just putting it in random months, and I don't know why the studios aren't being like, "Oh, like a a temple movie and a a, a dead zone." No, I can't do that. It's like, gonna, it's gonna lose money. I'm like, no, there's no other movie out there. So put the movie out there. It's gonna make a bunch of money. Exactly. It's like, why do you think they did so well? And it's like, yeah. The Power Rangers movie that was supposed to come out in January, but they're like, "Oh, that's a dead one." I'm like, if the Power Rangers look, movie, now they're rebooting it. <laughs> yeah, if the Power Rangers movie had come out in January, it would have made. I think it would have made way more money than it did. Also, because it, it, came, it came, came out in the middle of like every other movie. Beauty, that was a huge month. Beauty and the Beast. It came out during Beauty and the Beast, and it's like, why would you pick that for it March, to come right? out? Yeah. yeah, and it's like you gave yourself a one week window. Mm. Yeah, that that month. It also, was... yeah, because if you don't, if you say you put, I know I'm just let me see, maybe Dark Phoenix. I know it wasn't like a great movie, but if you would have put it where it had time to breathe, and it was the only movie really out there, instead of being like next week you're gonna forget about it already, which what is what happened? Because it's like it was out of theaters in like a month. That movie probably made more money than it did. Even yeah, though yeah, it was I bad. Agree. Even if it was bad, I think movies will still make more. Exactly. Like, if that came out during January when it's kind of the dead month and it's just like, even if it's bad, it's like, well, what else are we going to see exactly. on, on this cold and people day? people might see, if We're it's like a kid's movie, see people... Dark Phoenix. Well, no, even look at Lego Movie. That one did really well on in February. And, like, who like who would think a Lego Movie would be great? Even though it was it was great, but I'm like... Which one are we talking about? The first the one? The first one, one. The second yeah. one did not do second as well. Like, I, found, I looked at it, that bomb. Yeah, the second one didn't do well. Because that's why I was talking out Because I was like, the first one? No, the first one. And even, like, I'm trying to think, like, what other movies have come out. Like, Fifty Shades of Grey. That did... I don't know how much that made. I didn't see it, but... Like a billion, didn't yeah. it? Like a billion? I mean, it was very high worldwide. Because now, February has become another a good Dead thing. Pool. And March has become a big month. Now and September's actually become a big month for well, yeah. for um horror. horror. That's and that didn't Escape Room come out in January? Yeah. And didn't that make a decent amount of money for that type of movie? And yeah. Escape Room wasn't even a bad movie. Yeah. It was like made like fifty million. I didn't see it, but I saw it made like they're making a sequel. It made that. It made it. It was good enough to warrant a sequel. That's what I'm saying. Like people, I don't get why people don't do in January because yeah. school is out for college kids and everything. The weather is shitty. Mm-hmm. Like there's only so many things that people can do in that type of weather. And I mean, also, I was looking on, on Box Office Mojo, and was it January and um, 
October are the only two months to not have a movie open north of a hundred million. January and October. Yeah, the highest was October, American really? Sniper with um like ninety million and Venom with I think it was eighty nine. That's another point. American Sniper. I mean, it came out in Jan December. Oh yeah, wasn't there like that, a huge like, thing about that? Two people were that like blew up. It has like yeah. four hundred million dollars mostly because it came out what the thirty first or like the twenty fifth. It came or out like Christmas Day and then it went wide like. Uh, in uh, January Martin Luther and that King was a weekend. big thing people were like oh my god it's doing so well I'm like because it's a good movie and it's in a movie. dead season also that's like the big and then if you look in January on Box Office Mojo J- Mock, bleh, Box Office Mojo American Sniper has the biggest January like opening I mean like like that I guess the wide release part of it yeah like I don't I, I don't understand that, that just confuses me because I was I was about to say that before you said it. And I was like, P- make the whole year. It, that's the reason. Like, if you can put the out only a bunch thing, of that's, movies, that's I feel like January is is though January is saved more for Oscar runovers. So because the Oscars are in February, so a lot of people like to have their movies open very limited around Christmas and then it go wide in January. Yeah, but that's kind of programming. Having the Oscar movies come more wide in January with a, bi- a big I, temple movie. I don't agree with that for the sole reason that it's like. In 2017, when we had Greatest Showman and all that stuff, because nothing came out in January, that's why it had such great legs. Also, yeah, that and Jumanji and Jumanji, yeah, that, no one yeah. had during January. I would have never thought Jumanji remember, would make that much. Yeah, but do you remember? Even we were like, there is nothing to see at the movies in January yeah. that yeah. year. There was nothing to see. Just there was just Jumanji and Greatest Showman, and I exhausted the amount of times <laughs> I saw The Greatest Showman and Jumanji. I saw multiple times too. There was nothing to watch, and that's why they had such great legs because it's like you have two movies that aren't remotely like each other, mm-hmm. and you can go see both. Yeah, and the, they literally kept going into into February because there was yeah. nothing to watch. But I don't know why studios feel like they're pigeonholed to summer. Like I never understood. Like I get it oh, because like, kids are out of school, are, but their kids still out of school. But it's also in like, February at, and in January. Like, it's also look at the movie. Like you have to look at the movie. Like if you're not releasing a children's movie, what, what? Like could? Detective Pikachu. If that was released in January, yeah, I think that would have killed in the box office. Okay. Also, Hollywood is terrified to um, make its, Exa- uh, it, its to experiment. I know. I know. They wait for one studio to kind of like dip their toe in, and it does well. Then every, like Deadpool. Everyone. And then once it fails, everyone pulls back. On oh yeah, it. and then once a, and then <laughs> like once a like once a female superhero movie like doesn't like make four hundred million dollars. Oh, that's it. They're well, like, that's ah. because this female super movie. <laughs> even we all have to admit the female superhero movies that had come out before Wonder Woman were like trash. Yeah, but what like I'm saying crazy is Crazy Rotations had not done well. Yeah, it would have. It oh, would have. I think. I think. Um, the new Marvel. I cannot remember the name. Yes. Oh. No, no, that Ooh. wouldn't. Oh, Shang Chi. Oh, it would okay. not. I don't think would be as big of a. Maybe they would have done that on Disney Plus. Like I really feel like like that. Crazy Rich Asians opened the um the door for Asian led films. And probably Black that... Panther was more of a like a, not just like a black movie, but just a movie for everyone with a black. Cast. But I think it also the reason that it, it not beat even that. Infinity I just War think, like, because it came out in February. I think that was part of the reason. No, I also think that it's not. It doesn't have to do with the fact that it was just like a movie with a black lead. It's also I think it's it opened movie. the door for. You, a superhero doesn't have to be white. Yeah. So like, oh, that I think like there that's are what stories it was. to tell besides like the generic or just in general. Like, there's good stories to tell because also Black Panther helped. Like now I see a lot more like black led casts in like trailers what I see for movies. Like that. What was that movie we saw? Uh, Queen and Slim. Like that looks like a good movie that probably would never have got made if it wasn't for like the movies in the last couple of years. That did well and got well received, like Black Klansman and Black Panther. And I mean, I don't agree with that. I just think that in general, it just helps. Or it would have been div- harder to no, get. It I just think it helps with divisive superheroes because, like, I mean, there were plenty of like, I'm, 
there was like movies with like black leads and stuff like yeah. that. Like, but now it's been a restart. It's been like a lot more now. Like Moonlight came out before Black Panther. I know, but I'm saying, but now you're seeing a lot more come out within one year instead of like there's this a couple that come I out. I mean, I guess so, but like I just think it really just more or less paved the way that your lead doesn't have to be white and you don't have to have necessarily a white person in the movie. No, mm-hmm. I agree. There's more stories than just a white person. So like there, there's more stories to tell. I just think that like movie release schedule. I guess that's what our topic is: movie release schedules. I guess so. <laughs> Sorry, guys, that we were just kind of like we weren't sure what our headlines because there's so many things we want to talk about, but we want to talk about different things. It we don't. Itself. Yeah, we don't always want to talk about superheroes and like Marvel because which so, we eventually do. Yeah, yeah. but because there's so <laughs> much, there's once. so much more movie news out there. But I think, especially this year alone, release schedules have been terrible. So yeah. many movies have suffered from being released at the worst time. And it's just kind of like, you know, people, you know why it doesn't make any sense at all? Because now that we release movie schedules so far in advance, like with Marvel, DC, or anyone, it blows my mind. People are scared to go around it. Yeah, but it still blows my mind that other movies like Detective Pikachu and stuff will still release even though you know you're going to, like, get your your ass kicked. Well, that's funny because last year, this year people, like last year when Infinity Wars moved from May to the week before in April... I, I could have swore, like, I feel like studios were having, like, a panic attack because everything was getting moved. Oh, yeah, everything, everything was moved to get out of yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Of, but this, I think this war. year they knew because they knew they were going to do it again, probably. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, they're so scared of, like, those type of movies to put them near, but yet they still put them near it. And I'm like, that doesn't make well, sense. There's nowhere else to put them. Yes, there is. In January, in February, in March, in April, in September, the in October. The fall, winter. That's like, what I'm saying. There's, there's plenty of There's 12 space. months per year. You don't have to put it in three months of the summer. Exactly. Like, Shazam... Like, Shazam would have made so much more February. money if that was in January or February versus two weeks before Infinity War came out. And, like, a month after Captain Marvel. That's what Marvel. I'm saying. If it wasn't in between two big superhero movies, I think it would have like, made wh- money that That's what day, I'm saying. Like, why would you put Shazam there? Shazam, sh- don't make, make no mistake. Shazam's a, good, Shazam's a good movie, and it made a profit. But it could have had an even bigger profit yeah. had it not released between Captain Marvel and then an end game like why would you put that there like okay i can see maybe captain marvel but putting it between the two movies that are like leading exactly. to the end like no you can't and, do and it sucks because shazam's a very good movie it, even i've seen online it's like this movie should got more box office love than it did exactly like it hasn't even gotten like i don't even think it broke 500 million i think no, it was I just on the cusp of it yeah which is like this movie should have easily broke 500 million but because of the where because of where you put it it just yeah. was like poop. All right, so I think we need to move on from yeah. our headlines. Yeah, but uh, bef- uh, between drink now? No, you said you wanted to do the other thing. Oh, okay, the other thing. More ads. More ads. Okay, so um, I just want to uh, you know, everyone, Podcoin is a great way to listen to um, podcasts and, and you make get paid money. For it, and, I was gonna say, and you you make money. Yeah. So pretty <laughs> much, um, I hope that end. you. No, I hope you love Pop Poor Review, but did you know that you could actually get paid for listening to this podcast? I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We recently found this new app, Podcoin, and it pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to a podcast, you earn a Podcoin while you listen. Then you can turn that Podcoin into gift cards for places like Amazon or Starbucks or pretty much just look online. You can see they have uh, a lot of gift cards you can use. Um, so the more you listen, the more you earn. So here's an easy step-by-step form on how to do it. It's really simple. You just download the Podcoin app for Apple or Android. So whatever app store you use, you use uh, the, the code review, and you will get an extra 300 Podcoin just for signing up. 
And then you just listen and earn. The more you listen, the more you earn. So you want to listen to a whole bunch of podcasts, you can go ahead and get a cup of coffee from Starbucks for that with that um, gift card money. So go ahead and listen to this podcast or virtually any other podcast there is. Don't forget to use the word the code POP poor review for an extra three hundred podcoin when signing up. Happy listening. And don't forget, you love Starbucks, so go listen to the podcast to get some free Starbucks money. Guys, this is the easiest way for I know, you literally. to to get money without <laughs> without submitting a resume or <laughs> literally having any other skill or any, except listening. Except yeah, you don't have to do any work. You just like you're already on your phone, so just do it. You're already listening to podcasts. Just get paid to do it. I know, literally. Why not? Okay, so let's do the drink. So this week, like we said before, is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and the drink is called The Hollywood. It is bourbon, tequila, triple sec, simple syrup, lemon juice, and lime juice. Give it a taste. Give it a little stir with your finger because it's been sitting here for quite a little bit. Uh, you're going to spill it. Um, and drink responsibly, guys. Kelly? Oh, Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm going to an annual passholder preview of Star Wars Galaxy Edge at Disney World, FYI. <laughs> and my brother wants me to get him lightsabers, and he will not stop blowing up my phone. He's still blowing up my phone. <laughs> I want to tell Jimmy something. Basically, if I can't, he still wants you to get all his sabers and none of mine. And I said, and I told him, if you, if, if Jimmy's also going, I'm going to, to the Galaxy, one in California. But he's going we to the one in California. And you can only get one saber per person. So basically, my brother, as a courtesy, because I'm the greatest little sister ever, I'm getting him the Darth Vader one. But I really want these these other sabers. But and I asked Jimmy if he can look and see if he can get them for me in the Disneyland one. But if he can't, then that's fine. But my brother still expects Jimmy to get him the other saber that he wants, which is Anakin. And I told him, you're not getting another saber if I can't get my sabers. He really wants a lot of sabers. I know. And I'm just like, I was just like, Jimmy's my friend, not yours. <laughs> Kelly, drink the drink. I like it, actually. It's a little, like, what was it? What's, it's very a little it, bitter. It's uh, bourbon, tequila, triple sex, simple, simple syrup, lemon juice, and lime juice. It's the lemon juice. It's very lemony. This tastes like nothing. Like, I feel like I'm drinking literally nothing and, like, a little hint of alcohol. Oh, I like it. It kind of tastes like lemonade, sort of. No, I taste the bourbon. Okay, but I also love bourbon, so that might be why. It's like I a need, bourbon I lemonade I need thing. I to stir mine. Oh, I said this. If you were listening, I said to stir it. I'm sorry, my brother wants a lightsaber. God, I, I, thought, a I thought you right said, now. I need a stir up. I'm like, and he said, why? He said, he, guys, he says it's okay because he's not getting everything he wants and I'm getting nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I'm buying everything. It's okay if I see Kelly's there. You're gonna Kelly's just getting it and she doesn't get hers. Okay. So should we get to things we're supposed to talk about? Like the movie we're supposed to talk about? Yeah, Once Upon a Time, dot, dot, dot in Hollywood. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's ninth movie. The ninth film by Quentin Did you guys Tarantino. like it? I loved it. Oh my God, I loved Once Upon a Time. I liked it. Okay, good. But there out. were two things I didn't Leave like about right it. Right now. I don't give me... I, I, I just want a shout out for our cousin Hannah in Alabama. She loved the movie as well. It's yeah. one of her top Quentin Tarantino movies. She wanted a shout out because she listens every week. She's supposed to write something for us to read, but also FYI, she love it so me, much. my mom liked it, and so did Jimmy and Matt's mom liked it. Yeah, and our moms are all are kind of like people who don't care for Quentin Tarantino yeah. movies. Yeah. Well, this really wasn't. It didn't feel like a Quentin Tarantino movie. No, a spoiler alert ahead for this. We will be talking spoilers. Yeah, but the, I liked it. The two things I didn't care for in this movie was. I feel like I'm about to punch you in the face. I didn't like in the middle. I thought Margot Robbie's part was just useless, and they should have took her. I liked her in the beginning and the end. I feel like they should have lifted her part out, and it would have been like them intertwining with them in the beginning. The middle is the Rick and Rick and Cliff story, and then the end is them intertwining again. And the second thing 
is that what part in the middle? Like when she's watching a movie, like when she's oh, watching no, a movie. Oh no, I like that. I, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll why. tell you why I like it too. <laughs> go on with your second. No, no, go on with your okay. second. Uh, the second one. The second thing is that the like the beginning had like narration, and they were like um, labeling who people were and sort of stuff like that, Quentin Tarantino kind of style things. And then the middle just stopped doing that, and the end did it again. I that that I agree with you with to a point. Uh, just real quick with the labeling and the you know like the where they were and stuff. I understood with the Steve McQueen, um, who's the Emil Hirsch character's name? I can uh, Jay Sebring. Yeah, Jay Sebring, and the, what was the other girl in there? A Folger girl. No, no it wasn't um, the it Folger was girl. Phillips, Michelle. Michelle Phillips. When they labeled them outside the uh, outside the Playboy Mansion, because I mean Steve McQueen is a big a big Hollywood name. Yeah, Steve McQueen is huge. So Jay Jay C. Well, I mean, but you knew he yeah. was. Bruce I didn't know. Lee. I really I wasn't hundred percent sure until I looked at IMDb. I was like, oh, I think it's Bruce Lee just because they said Bruce. But I'm, I'm, I'm they not said trying, it was Cato. I'm, I'm honest. Yeah, Cato from the Green Hornet. I never saw the original. Okay. I, yeah, that's. But you gonna, knew, okay. Well, that no, that, but like that. I'm gonna be hundred percent honest, Matt. That's kind of ridiculous that you didn't know that was Bruce. No, Lee. I did. I, I also you should have known because his was his daughter or granddaughter or niece someone is not happy with the movie and she's been talking about about it for a while now not even that i never heard one thing about that but not even that but they literally say in the movie his name is bruce lee so yeah no they don't yes they they do do. they never say bruce lee it doesn't say on the screen bruce lee you have to read it for them to no they called him bruce lee they called him bruce never bruce lee but you should know you should know it's bruce lee i did sort of i was like oh i guess it's bruce lee once they said bruce okay like i'm I'm a hundred percent okay but if you don't watch green hornet I never watched Bruce the Green Hornet. Bruce Lee is one of the biggest iconic Hollywood fighting figure actors ever. Yes, Had- I knew who Bruce Lee is, but when you just said KO, it doesn't mean automatically but, mean that. But, but Bruce Lee was Bruce Lee. KO. But, you're tra- but what you're trying to tell me is that because it didn't write out Bruce Lee, that you actually questioned whether or not it was Bruce no, Lee. No, I when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, I think that's Bruce Lee. And I saw RMDB, I said, oh, it is Bruce Lee. But then they don't really... They just they call him Kato, 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 but they say Bruce. They never say Bruce Lee. And I was like, oh, I think it's Bruce Lee. I'm just... And then I, but watching the movie, I knew it was Bruce Lee already because I saw IMDb. But watching the trailer, <laughs> but when you see the guy in the trailer, I'm like, I, I, knew, that was Bruce I knew it's Lee. Bruce Lee. I guess that's Bruce Lee. I, I they're just they're not really. Who else could it be? I don't know. I thought name it was a, another martial arts actor. It could have been someone they made up. They made up a lot of things in this movie. It could have been someone they made up. That's uh, what I'm saying. No, that that I 100. percent Yeah, that's. I'm that's sorry, just but you that's being not not in the times. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, I mean, I just. I mean, it wasn't that I did. I, I just like the consistency of naming I, everyone. But I'm sorry. I don't think you're going to win this one or whatever you're trying to argue. I mean, I'm. you guys have your opinion. I have mine. I'm I, right on mine no, because they didn't. No, but this is like, that, that's like that borderline Everyone knew. If you're going in to watch a movie based in 1969 and they say Green Hornet, they're going on the set of Green Hornet. And it's, oh, they said that? Yes. When did they say that? They said they were in the set. They were on the Green Hornet set. He was. That uh, he, they said he was. He Second did a, of all. Who he looks exactly like Bruce yeah, Lee. Yeah, he does. So I'm not sure how you could question who he is. Yeah, okay, people he can isn't. look like someone; it's not still them. He even spoke like him, like exactly. I know who Bruce Lee is. I never, I never actually like heard him speak. So that's oh my that's my thing. But uh, that that's because he's little. He's a little baby. That's no, why. but I'm just saying. Like, it's not like it, they made a point to say everyone else. But I'm just saying, and mom knew apparently who all those people were to begin with. Oh, because she was alive in 1969. Okay, so. Bruce Lee is, it's clean cut. Like, you don't, That's you the know only one Bruce who Lee. I knew. That, and I mean, I knew Margot Robbie was playing Sharon Tate. But everyone else. I mean, yes, I get your point. I'm just saying. Because the two, the two of the three people who he labeled played a pretty big part in 
that yeah, movie. So did Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee. was part of a huge conspir- conspiracy during with the Sharon Tate oh, murders. Was like, okay, so basically, I don't know if anyone's heard, but I'm going to tell it. So when Sharon Tate was murdered, they found a pair of unknown glasses at her residence at the scene of the murder. And Bruce Lee had literally contacted Roman Polanski like the day before saying that he couldn't find his, his glasses. Mm-hmm. So Roman Polanski, in his grief, thought that Bruce Lee could have murdered them because he thought he's the only person I know that could literally murder all these people this brutally. Because of, you know, the way he fought yeah. and his reputation. And also you knew from and the film he, that, that him and Sharon Tate were friends because he was helping her prepare for yeah. her scenes in yeah. the wrecking crew. Exactly. So that's why he was in this movie, because of that whole thing. Even though, obviously, they don't touch upon it. And with... Steve McQueen also, because he apparently was supposed to be at the house that night. Okay. So that's so why. So, like, that's why. I mean, Bruce Lee. He's an iconic figure. He's an iconic figure. They kept saying Cato like multiple style. times. I kind of, okay, maybe I... If I Steve knew McQueen. What, if I knew what Cato meant, I just I'm not really I don't really the Green Hornet I never saw. It's not the point of just them saying Cato. It's just the fact that like Bruce Lee is such an obvious iconic figure. From like that Michael, time period. Not even that, but he's like Michael Jackson. Like you know that it's yes. them. And I when I saw I I knew when going to the movie I knew that I knew who he was because I looked it up already. But when I saw the trailer, I no, was no. But like, that's what we're saying. Like even in the trailer, you should have known it was Bruce. I Lee. I said I think that's Bruce Lee, and I had to look it up to make sure. But why did but that's because this movie's a make believe movie, a, a fake story in a real setting. That's the what I'm only, saying. You no, never know. No, but the only fake people in this movie are Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's characters. They're the only ones that aren't real. Is Timothy Oliphant's character real? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he is? Yeah, they were all. That's what I'm saying. The little girl was real? I mean, I would I don't assume know she name, might not have been I'm anyone sure famous, but yeah, she was probably real. I mean, the FBI, that the, the show that he was on. I actually watched later like after the movie. Really imposed them in that. Yeah, I watched yeah, that that's scene. A real that's show. a real show. Yeah. All those oh, other yeah. actors were but real. Those are the only. No, because they digitally imposed them. They have to be real. I'm saying. No, but no, I'm saying Leonardo DiCaprio was the only one who really wasn't in that. Yes, because they digitally imposed them. That, ha- that yeah, but like no, all the other actors saying, in the scene. We're saying the movies too. Everything was real. Every, every Remember the, the other Great person- Escape? They talked about the Great Escape. Because they digitally... Impo- yes, those are obviously... I know that. You're- no, we're not... I'm not saying that. I'm saying everyone in this movie, minus, like, those two, are real people. No, I, I, I get that. I, I was, no, because I, you keep saying, like, no, oh, it's I, fantasy once upon a time. A lot of these people are real. When like, I saw they the, are. Okay, but when I, I'm talking about the trailer. When I saw the trailer, you don't know anything about this movie. So I thought the, the, the fake characters, there was going to be more presence of the fake characters. I know, but it's... I know what you're trying to say, but what we're trying to say is that it is. It's so plainly. It was so plainly obviously Bruce Lee that we don't know who else you could have thought it might not. Some be. I mean, fake actor. That's you, what I'm saying. Who you need exactly to know that was Charles Manson. Is that real? Who was Kurt act, Russell real? Who acts exactly? I, I, I mean, he okay, was a stunt Every character was, was real. So that's man. what I'm saying. Was Kurt Russell real? Was his wife real? That's what I'm trying to it's say. Very possible. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm saying. We don't know. You don't know. 100%. No, but. No, but we're talking but about Bruce Lee, Bruce Steve Lee, McQueen. So I know. The big, the big Watching ones. the trailer, I'm saying. No, though. but we're saying even in the trailer, it's so plainly obvious. Like, how could you think it's anyone else? Because I didn't know what the movie's about. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's just some random actor. Who looks exactly and speaks exactly like Bruce Lee and dresses exactly like Bruce Lee? I don't really, yeah, I'm not did. a big Bruce Lee guy, so I don't know. That's what I I'm know, saying. but what, the, what I'm trying to If you don't know what Bruce Lee, if you don't really know what he looks, I, I don't I know his older self. I don't really know his younger self. So, you don't know the guy in the in the... In the in the yellow outfit, he looks exactly like that. Sort of. Bruce Lee literally only died a couple years after that. That's why I'm trying to say. I thought he was older. No. He only he died. Oh, then I'm maybe thinking of someone totally different. So okay. maybe that's why. So we've already accomplished that. 
Matt Chico, I'm not really sure how, has no idea who Bruce Lee is. Yeah, so that's the... Okay, there we go. That's the reason. I don't know. Obviously, Bruce Lee is not that important oh in my, my life. Oh, my gosh. So I think we've established, like I said before, because he's a BB, that he just doesn't know who Bruce Lee is. Yeah, but I knew everyone else in that movie. I knew Steve McQueen. I knew Michelle Phillips. I knew... I knew... Um, then I really don't know how you don't know Bruce Lee. Obviously, he's not that good. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. You but, uh, are, like, asking for it. It's like people are going to come for your ass. I said just kidding. If you want the Instagram, not the Twitter. Don't attack the Twitter. <laughs> attack us all. I don't care. Okay, and back no, to your... No, just attack him because no. none of us said that. Back to the other, the other thing about Sharon Tate in the middle. I 100% disagree with that because the whole movie revolves around Sharon Tate's murder... The Manson Not murders. Really, yeah, that's why I, I corrected myself. The Manson murders, and and that time period of 1969. In 1969, if you said Hollywood 1969, a lot of people would say Sharon Tate's murder. Okay, but so you, I get to go after him. You need to <laughs> you need to show who she was, how she was becoming uh, this up and coming actress. She was new. She was excited. She was married to one of the biggest directors at the time. They make a Sharon Tate movie. What? Make a Sharon Tate movie about that. Make it about all about Sharon Tate, no. not about fake characters. That that's what the story's about. Rick Dalton and Cliff Booth. Don't make it about them, and then just kind of randomly have Sharon Tate intertwine. But Hold the on. Manson murders. You need to have no, because you need to think that she's going to die at the end of this movie. But also, no, halfway but, through, I knew she wasn't going to die. No, I mean I don't know. At the ranch, I was like, they're going to go after him, not her. Everyone can think that or whatever, but the reason I liked it and the reason I think it was in it was because obviously, like a lot of people thought that we were going to see the murders too, but uh, see the murders, so they wanted you to build up like an attachment to her to see what type mm-hmm. of person she Especially was. Especially when the she thought they were going to mur- show the murders? No. I he- knew one Sharon Tate's sister said she loved it. They weren't. I didn't know what they were going to show. I, I, you don't know what they're going to show. So that's why it's like, you know, you always know that Quentin Tarantino plays around. Like in Glorious Bastards, yeah. like he killed um, Hitler. Hitler in it yeah. and everything like that. So what I'm saying is that you don't know what you're going to get, but that's why you have to have that those scenes that let you relate to her. And like her, so then when you get to the end, even though it focuses more on Dalton and stuff, you still have that sense of dread and be like, "Oh crap! Like I really like her. Like she's a really genuine person. She was a great actor. She was up and coming." And then it also at the end when you figure out she doesn't die, it makes you feel so much better. People in my theater were clapping. Oh, I love the ending. No, but that's I what love I'm the ending. No, but that's what I'm saying. You love the ending also because you're like. Even though it didn't really happen, Sharon Tate lives along with her baby, and it makes And the Manson killers are dead. Yeah, Yeah, and they get their just rewards. Like, what people wanted to happen to the Manson people and for Sharon Tate to get justice, it makes you feel so much more for her because you actually got that little glint of what type of person she was. That movie scene did not give me any of that. I did. It was just a watered-down... It watered down the actual main story of the two guys. Because it it was her, like... Imagine you were this up and coming actor, and you're, wa- you're watching. No one knows you're there. You're watching a movie that you're in, and everyone's. Well, she actually did that too. Yeah, everyone didn't like that. Use her real, every, the real Sharon Tate. Well, yeah, that I don't, I don't like that either very much. But that took me out of it a hundred percent. Yeah, I don't like when that. They might do have that. been something to do with the family too, because yeah, like, he heavily like involved them. Yeah, in that's no, just that's, that's a personal yeah. that's a personal preference. I just don't like when yeah, they do it that. Because I liked when they digitally imposed. Yeah, but them. but it showed everyone laughing when she was supposed. Like she brought the laughs. Everyone clapped when she defeated the, I guess, bad guy. So, and then she was just like, "Oh my God, I, I'm finally making it in Hollywood." I mean, she's married to Roman Polanski. It showed that she was a genuine person who was just like, "Oh, I don't see myself as a movie star. Like, I love seeing how these people are reacting to me." And ha- yeah, how and good also of an like when she walked when she walked up to the box office, they were like, 
oh, you're the one from Valley of the Dolls. This one, no, not that. No, that one, no. So she wasn't like a huge star, but she was, I mean, pretty much the Manson murders made not her even famous. That, then I wish she was in more of it then. I think that it was just either she needed to be in less or more. I feel like, because I just felt that one scene, if you're, I understand what you guys are saying, like I try, I get what they're trying to do, but it didn't do it, for, I mean, at least for me. If she was in it a little more, I feel like maybe I would have built that kind of like, oh, I kind of, I kind of like. I think the movie theater scene actually did that for me. I wish there was another scene. For me, it didn't. And I actually think it really just depends on your audience because my mom and dad, like they were alive during that time and they, and I know you guys don't like the superimposed, you guys preferred if she was superimposed. But the thing is, my parents really appreciated seeing actually her in those clips because they said, because my dad said before we even saw this movie, I really hope at the end of this movie she doesn't die and I really hope that she kind of gets she he was like it was at, he's like when that stuff happened it was absolutely horrible like people were horrified cuz he was my dad was like in his teens around that time like he wasn't a little kid like yeah. he understood everything that was going on and he was like it was absolutely horrible like people were horrified like absolutely disgusted and it was just super sad so he was like i appreciated seeing her actually in the movie he's like i know margot robbie was playing her but he was like just seeing her in the movie it's like it made me feel so much better and then like i just said before the movie he's like i really hope she gets what she did like she gets justice in this movie even though i know it's a quentin tarantino movie he's like i really hope that you know they really do win those manson people that did those terrible things to her and that's why i think that it's also geared what towards Type of audiences, the older people, like you who know, remember the nineteen, who remember nineteen sixty nine. I was gonna say, I think who they like it, appreciate it more. Who that remember? Because kind of I, I went during the day, so obviously, you know, when you go to a weekday movie during the day, there's gonna be a, a lot of the older people, the seniors. Scene. They all were in love with it. They all loved seeing her. So I think that was catered more towards the older audience. Ours was pretty. I mean, we had we had we mostly old people. Well, the second time, we the saw second time it was, was mostly older more, people. Mostly older, and no one. I mean, there wasn't during that one scene. I'm saying there was reactions throughout but during that one scene it was quiet no in my theater they were like they were like oh my god they were like that's really her and they were like this is so sweet and they were like oh my god i saw that movie and like my dad really loved it because he saw that movie too and he was like it was and a lot of them were like it's so nice that they actually used her in it and stuff in the theater i was in so i was like i think that was really more that's really more geared towards and also quentin tarantino loves like old hollywood no because that that was so i think that's another reason why he used the actual footage feel of it but i mean it's just a personal like i remember in moneyball when they would go back and forth between the actual footage of the players to the actors it was like well yeah just to me it takes me out because then you see her and it's like you know they don't they're not it's just like i think i think it also brings in that creep factor too considering what happened like it's like oh wow that's like really her and then it's like she did this she actually went to go see this movie and then it's Mm -hmm. like you know what happened to her so i think it ups the creep factor it's both nostalgic and i think it also just like makes people kind of get that like just think about what happened to her like Mm -hmm. i i just i liked her i kind of wish because i understand what you're saying but i kind of wish she they more humanized her towards the beginning of the movie and then it was like Rick and Cliff's story, and then that she kind of came in at the end. I just felt like the, that one part in the middle with the movie scene, it just was like your. It's like their story, and the movie's a little long for me already. So like you're like kind of like oh like oh this is a good story, keep going, keep going, and then it just stops for like five six five ten minutes. Does Margot Robbie's part, which who she was great, and then it goes back to Cliff and Cliff and uh, Rick, and I'm like, okay, but now I'm kind of like not into that story. I mean like you just kind of like diluted it a little bit. I wish either 
they moved it more towards the beginning, like, t- had her bookend the movies, like, have a bigger part in the beginning of the, and then the end part where she was in, or have more of a presence in the movie throughout? I mean, I think we all agree that we wish there was more Margot Robbie in the movie. I think everyone agrees that because they're a little confused as to why she was in it so little. I have yeah. no problems with that, but I'm just saying I like I really like. I mean, the, I the, like first, the first cut of this movie say. was I think four and a half hours, so there's a lot on the cutting room yeah, but floor. Was it, but was it Margot Robbie? It could have been. Things? I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Thing, so we have to wait for like a yeah. director's cut. It actually might have been because I think J. Sebring's Butler was supposed to be Tim's Tim Roth. Yeah. So I think that she did. have... I think it was just a story. They had to cut stuff. So in order to cut that, you might need to cut some more. I also have a theory. I I told you this. I feel like so. Tony wanted to make a certain version of the movie, and Quentin Tarantino had a version, and they were very close to Can or Khan, and they kind of just morphed both of theirs together, and that's why like the middle is kind of like not as Quentin Tarantino-y as much, because it kind of goes he, you you see his presence in the beginning. Well, and the I, end. I actually I, I, I actually I think that the only it's less Quentin Tarantino-y is because he didn't have pretty much an unlimited reign over the film. He didn't. Well, it's not a. Re- it's not really. Like I think an because original. Sony's a bigger company. I think Weinstein pretty much said, "Do what you do. We like what you do." But do you know what I mean? What and I'm Sony that? was like, uh, "You can go a little crazy. You got to rein it back." But in do you know what I'm saying when I say I that? I can see yeah. that, but I don't think so because I know Quentin Tarantino. Because he wanted, he might wanted, he might have wanted to add a bunch more Sharon Tate stuff. He might have wanted to really delve into like her and like stuff like that and the Hollywood of her and Hollywood and all that. But we, I mean, we don't know. I think the thing is, but. is that like I don't actually agree with that. Only for the fact that you know, like I said, Sharon Tate's sister, like Quentin Tarantino, worked very closely with her, and I think she probably had some say in it. And I don't think that there was a lot more Sharon Tate because it's like his his her sister probably didn't want him to like just do makeup stories, make up random things that she did that she didn't do. So I think that they she, they made it that way because they were like, okay, like what happened? Sharon Tate was terrible. So we are not going to convolute her story. We're only going to take scenes and things that she actually did. Yeah, the there's only, more stuff she actually the, did, probably. Yeah, she was in a couple of Roman, she was in a Roman yeah, Polanski film. I was saying they guys, could have added guys, more stuff. But to that's it. not that's not that has that's not conducive to the movie. This this scene wasn't conducive to the I movie. I thought it was. It's, I thought it humanized it's, her. It's conducive to the movie that it gives you that it gives you that one sense when you're just like, all right, this is who Sharon Tate actually was. Because if you watch the interview that her sister did, she said. That is who Sharon was. That's what I think is the epitome of her. That one scene? That's what she said. That movie theater scene? Yeah, okay. yeah I really do said, believe that. She said, she's like, that's the type of person she was. She would go up, she, she's like, and that's why, and she praised Margot Robbie. She's like, she didn't make her seem like a ditzy blonde or someone who's like, oh, I'm ready for fame. Someone who's actually proud of her work and wants to see it. She said, that's who Sharon was. That's probably why it's in the movie. And that's what me and Jimmy felt. You didn't feel it, but that's why. You can't take, Sh- minus the ending, where obviously that didn't happen because she did unfortunately get murdered. Because of what happened to her, you can't just take her and just like put random scenes of her in. I'm not saying putting random. There's but obviously like you, more to her life. But, there was. I mean, yeah, but what are you gonna see? I don't know much about Sharon Tate, so I couldn't say that. But that's but, what I'm saying. But the, everything else she did is not conducive to the movie. How do you know that? Because she's a what? Else, when you think about the movie and what it's about, essentially the the t- the murders or whatever. What are you gonna add? Well, okay, let's see her in another movie. What? How is that helping? No, it just could have been her more just in her normal life. And her more of like watching her lounge around the pool again. What? No, because you saw that she was very. She picked a hitchhiker. This just could have been. She could have been more like. There's more scenes that you could have done that just. But like seemed what? More humanizing. I don't know her, so I couldn't. Well, I have no idea about this but movie. But that's scene. what I'm saying. Like 
her sister probably said, you can use these scenes. I like this scenes. This is what really happened. But it's like, I you don't want to watch her just like going around her house cleaning. Or they shit. had more scenes and he cut them out. So we don't know. I know. But what I'm saying is that like you want more scenes, but it's like there's only so much you can do because you he also doesn't want to besmirch her and do random stuff with her character. I mean, I don't I, I don't know Sharon Tate, so I can't say exactly what day, what time, what, what scenes you can do. But I'm saying there must have been more stuff to add. Well, that's why I'm just I'm just saying, like, what more could you like have seen? I don't know her, so like, I can't. But that's what I'm examples. saying. Like, he only took scenes that he knows that people were at and could help. You can't just make up a conversation she had with JC bring at her house who stayed there because they both died. I'm not saying I'm. I just can't give you examples, but there must be some. But more. that's what I'm saying. Like. I don't know if Jimmy agrees, but it's just like th- there's nothing more you can really see without other people's eyewitnesses because the other people that were closest to her died at the same time. Yeah, but who was the eyewitness to the movie theater scene? What? Who was the eyewitness? They have to a the picture of her. Someone must the oh, box do they? Okay, no, I'm, I'm just I'm just asking because like this uh, that's kind of like a. I feel like you're getting confused with what is fake and what didn't happen in the movie. No, I know that's real. I'm just saying. No, you I'm just, just asked him like, how do they know that? It's like they took a picture. Well, you of her. said there are. You said there's no other scenes where there's eyewitnesses that can tell you. There no, obviously like, are things. Private. Wanted, okay. Yeah, okay. You said you wanted to see her whole life, and it's like, well, you can't see her. I didn't whole say home life. I just said more of her just being like yeah, more of a human. Yeah, but then if she's not at the at her house, then she's like filming a movie or stuff, and it's like, how is that going to help with the story at all? Like, what more would that have added? It may have, I don't know, but this didn't add anything for me. That's what I'm saying. So either it may, it may have made me feel more, see her more human than Like that what, if she would have run into Rick Dalton somewhere? But that doesn't, no, that, I don't know. That not, doesn't happen. And also that actually, that actually takes away from the film because at the end of the movie, he said, if I can ever meet Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. That's why I love that ending. That's why I, I love I'll, the ending. I'll, 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 I'll be back. Yeah, that's why so I love that's the at ending. the end, he's, he's, he's a back again no, that's why i love the ending but maybe i don't know maybe her seeing like how humble she we, is on film sets or something i don't know but the more that we talk it out the more i realize this is why sharon tate wasn't really in the movie this is why margot robbie didn't have such a huge presence it's like they don't want to mess up her like they don't want to make anything up of it yeah they did her. everything was was real except for what happened at the end where she doesn't die maybe 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 if it wasn't just randomly in the middle of the movie i would have liked the scene better i just felt like it was just it was just literally like, let's just throw it here. Because if they would have done the beginning and then you'd be like, oh, wait, I forgot about Sharon Tate. Like, yeah. that kind of just like brought you back to what she was doing. But then you point. go back to the other one. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot. This isn't the Sharon Tate movie. No, but then and then if she came in at the end and it's like, why is she coming at the end when we already saw all the Manson people? Like, Yeah. Wait, what? You have to, even though it was randomly in the middle, you still have to make sure that people remember that Sharon Tate is in the movie. Because it's like if you put her in at the very end, then like towards the end, it's just kind of like, where was she this entire time? We already saw the Manson people. Like, what's going on? Like the whole the reason that she's in it randomly sprinkled is so you're kind of like, because you don't know the ending. You're just like, yeah, but we had the narration. I like the narration part of that. You can go back. That could be the next part you're in. Saying like, oh, like the eight oh seven. This happened. Nine o'clock. This happened. I like that part of it. I like the countdown to it. But like, I don't. I feel like you could have had her in the beginning and then. Kind of, you don't forget she's in the movie because they no, promote because, it. because Sharon Tate has a huge shadow over this film, but she doesn't have a big part. Because without Sharon Tate and the murders, there would this movie would not have been made. You know what? I understand that. I'm just saying. I just feel like I wish they. I just feel like I wish she wasn't in the middle of it. I fish. I wish it was her intertwine. Her the whole like. Um, the scene she was in the beginning, maybe a little more in the beginning. Maybe you could have added the movie theater scene tor- more towards the beginning. And then just the story. But then you would have forgotten about 
you would have forgotten because it's such a long movie. You would have been like, oh wait, I forgot. Well, Sharon Tate in the movie then. I liked every part of the movie because you also have to remember that this is like a fairy tale. This isn't like a normal movie. Like it's a fairy tale, and it's kind. I think they're kind of trying to do it from like a different point of view. Like it's the Sharon Tate murders is like kind of like the base of it, but it's really just like. But you're not focusing, like Jimmy said, she has a shadow over it, but that's not what the movie's like 100%. Yes, like it's, it, it's a fairy tale. That's what I'm saying. She shouldn't have been, I feel like the middle should have been just the, the, the make-believe part they were doing. The Rick Dalton and Cliff Judge, was it? Booth. Booth. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I just feel like. I feel then, like they were in it. But m- there's a part where where, where uh, Brad Pitt's character walks into the, the Manson compound. Okay. And that's a, that's a big scene. And you also got to remember, okay, they're gonna kill. They're eventually gonna kill Sharon T. Second of all, if you didn't see that scene with him going to Spawn Ranch and everything, yeah. then the like ending. That the, but the ending would have. Then the ending would have never happened and stuff like that. I'm not. I don't know. What, I'm not disputing that. I like that scene. I. I no, but think... I'm saying, in order for that scene to work, you need to. That middle part have remember, happen. and you got to humanize Sharon T. And you have to remember Sharon T. Don't say people are going to forget she's in the movie. Come on. No, you're going to forget how big of a presence her movie is. That's what we're saying. We're not saying we're going to. I mean, her movie is. Her, I mean, the her shadow pres- of her. her shadow her, of the her presence of her. Because you, you go to the ranch and you're like, this is creepy. And you're like, these are. What you don't think, oh, blah. You think these are the people that killed Sharon Tate. Yeah, I would have done that no matter what. It's, she's a big presence at the beginning of the movie. But, That's but what I I'm think. Saying. But that, that movie theater scene really shows who Sharon Tate is. That's why. Like her sister said, that's the epitome of Sharon. I feel like it could have been, and then if you want, but if you needed to keep that scene in, they should put it more towards the beginning. I don't think it needed to be towards the beginning. I think it was perfect. I, mean, I just thought this it was is random, right in the about, middle. So. I just thought it was very, it was just like, I go back to the Rick and Cliff story. I'm like, oh, I, I forgot. Okay, we're still doing this. You know this. what? Okay. One thing I realized about you, you really can't take little doses of characters. You either need a lot of characters or no characters at all. No, I just need to work with the story. And this one, this that no, one no, scene no, no, did no. not work with a the story. A lot of movies that we've reviewed lately, that's what you do. Like what? The, the Annabelle movie, they should either have the Warrens yeah. or not have the Warrens at all. Well, that movie's just boring. Well, so. they bookended. That's what they wanted. That's what you wanted. So <laughs> do you think that scene... So they had a middle scene in Annabelle. Do you think that would have enhanced it or made it worse? Wait, what scene? In Annabelle. If they had the Warrens somehow in the middle. The whole thing would have stopped and the movie would have been over. Oh, okay. You like if the then. Warrens came back to the house and stopped Annabelle in the middle of the movie, is that what you need? No, I just... What if the Warrens were somewhere randomly in the middle of the that's movie? That's fine. Yeah, that's there. fine. You show that that that's the reason why they can't they're not in contact. I see that that yeah. no, I that would have been random. Like if they go to a part and like they're off at another house. They're off at another house and like the power's been cut out and everything and also there were no cell phones back then, so she's like, Oh, they're in good she's in good hands with the babysitter. I just don't I just it sort of might be that too, because I just I don't want to there's another movie that you did that too. There you're may like, have oh, been... there need to be a little bit or they need to just show or no, Here's there's the a lot of movies where you're like, they should have just oh Spider-Man. They should have had some Captain America in it. You either need... No, I, didn't say, I said show him once. It was all Iron Man. But you don't need him. Yes, you do. It's, he wasn't the only... He, event, didn't have he wasn't a, the only person that died. He didn't have a relation. I, I, I agree with Matt with that. Where I don't. They should have had some reference of Captain America. Captain America's For a what? Per- He's a museum. They're he not has, saying he, he died. He has no relation to Spider-Man. Why do you need but to see the him? the world. The world. Because people were like leaving... But this is, he dies, this is, But this is Spider-Man's story. Spider-Man's story in MCU is his relationship with Iron Man. He but has, he's going throughout the world and he, seeing what other people think. But he has no relationship with Captain America. So you see Cap, it's like, oh, that's a nice Easter egg. But other than that, he has. it doesn't have an emotional impact on Spider-Man. So it, he doesn't need to be in there. But he's going around the world seeing what other people are thinking. And it's just... 
just because it's a Spider-Man movie doesn't mean the whole world has to agree with Spider-Man's connection to Iron Man. Also, there was literally one graffiti thing of Iron Man in Europe. That's it. In, one in the classroom, thing. was all posters of Iron At, Man. In New York, where he lives. You said around the world. If we're talking about around the, the world, in the, th- in one the graffiti. train station, there was a poster of Iron Man, like full front and center. There was, a, there was two, I think, in the same area of Iron Man graffiti. There was multiple. It was just all Iron Man, nothing else. <sighs> I don't. I can't. <laughs> It's either a little or something. I understand. No, that why. one. That, nah, that, that nah. that's literally underst- that. You're wrong on that no, one. No, no, Spider-Man. no, 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 no. You're wrong on Spider-Man. No, on that one. Spider-Man. You're bringing up stuff that was in New York. He was. There was and one around the world. And the sign in the train station. There was multiple what? things. I don't even remember the train station. There was a sign. Was like a it was literally like a close-up of Tony Stark's face, just like standing. Yeah, but no one knows Captain America's dead. People think he do because in the beginning of the movie, he said they say rest in peace. It's a memorial. Honestly, oh, then you got your one Captain America <gasps> thing. Oh, snap. No, there's more. Well, you, t- you agree with me. No, I do. So that's okay. I don't agree with you guys on that. But other than I said, it's either a little or something. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, it's it's not. So- <laughs> if it makes sense to the movie, that was a random scene in the movie of Once Upon a Time. No, because if it, it makes humanized sense. her. Other scenes in the movie, I, I, was, I felt for her the whole movie besides that scene. If that scene was taken out, the scenes, the movie still would have been great. I still felt for her. I thought that was a very important scene. That's an important scene, I feel like. Maybe it was because she wasn't on screen. And I just took the whole scene, took me out of it. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know what. I don't know. Maybe that's what it was. I just. But maybe... I feel like you would have been angry if that scene wasn't even in there because you would have been like, "We barely saw her." No, that's fine with me. I like. I would have loved that they bookend her. I've been saying that the whole time. I would love that they were beginning and the end. I would have loved that. I don't know. I don't know. I don't see it. Because then right. that would have been the little. The, the, there was the little part or a big part, and that was exactly what you're saying. Oh, why can't that's you just, just have a medium part? If it makes sense to the story, but it did, that scene did not make sense to the story. It did make sense to the story. You didn't feel for her the, before that scene? Did you not feel for her? No, not the way after that scene. After that scene, it makes you relate to her and be because like... Because she was at a party. you know her She better. was at a party. Wasn't it the Playboy Mansion? This, oh, the only scenes we saw her before that was her driving in the car and then her getting at off a the party. Airport, getting out of the airplane. So I, I don't... I was like, I see you getting no luggage. I don't believe I do that. that I 100% don't believe that. I thought like the, I get my luggage? the, the scene the it. scene beforehand was more oh you think she's just this like Hollywood actress who's a bimbo pretty. and all the pretty she's gonna be famous blah, blah blah but then the movie theater scene really brings her really humbles her at that point and then from the rest of the movie you kind of see the humbled Sharon Tate see to me when I saw it because I, I mean yes you know she's dead already so you're just like oh you feel for her and you're like oh, okay you just I I feel like that scene maybe maybe if I really have to dig deep maybe it's because like they showed her on screen this took me out of the whole scene maybe if I if I have to think of a reason but I just feel like besides that it just was it just it did, it did for me it just didn't work in the middle alright well I think we've exhausted it watered down the entire I, I story I think we've exhausted this topic you guys can weigh in on this like you know leave a comment on what you guys thought about the Sharon Tate scene um, maybe we'll even make a poll on it on Twitter about the Sharon Tate scene. Yeah. But I did love all it. the acting. I do. I will say that. that so, all the acting was great. But out of the out of like the main people, who do you think is the best shot of getting an Oscar nomination? Leonardo. Brad Pitt and Leonardo. Oh, yeah. One. One. Or, one? Leonardo, I think Leonardo, 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 Leonardo yeah. I thought the two of them were like. He was yes. What's amazing. That movie? What's the movie that I always say? Like, uh, uh, Sundance Kid. Um, Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy. I think it was Sundance like kid? just. I was. I just was like glued to the screen. When Leo and Brad, I think, are, were amazing. They were so good together. I would never expect. I mean, that. I know you want you you say Margot Robbie. No, I think Leonardo DiCaprio was the best in that film. Well, no, we're, well, we were just talking like in general. Who's and don't get, get me Oscar wrong, I I thought what she was in, she was good, Margot Robbie. 
But I, just, I think Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio were so good. I think and that might chemistry. have been the best chemistry in movies in a while. Their chemistry was out of this world. It was just like, it made me smile. It was just like, I, that's, it was just perfect casting for those two. And I really like that Leonardo DiCaprio's character wasn't a dick to Brad Pitt's character. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, he was yeah. just like, he was like, no, you they gotta give, friends. yeah, they he was friends, like, you gotta give him a job. It was also pretty much, um, they were like, he killed his wife and he was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, that give was him a funny, job. I see, I love those scenes where they just like threw away to things they were talking about. I like, that's why I like that was movie. random. Yeah. Oh, I like that one. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. See, but that's quit. That's Tarantino. So I like that. I like that kind of style. So Sharon Tate's is random, but the one of him just killing his wife, and we get no other context other than his wife was a bitch. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. It's well, true. It's true. All right. Did you see? There's a lot of articles about this movie. Though, I hate right? that we waited they, they twenty hate, minutes. They now. hate that uh, he <laughs> like treats women in this movie. But I'm like, it was the, he he had it in the times. I, was I like, think honestly, like I, I'm a female, and I just think that was a ridiculous question. Yeah, to it was ask like him. he's like all oh, the shots. I'm like. It's a sh- it's a move. It's like I a- don't really understand. He was why. like, oh, there were shots that like on just on on like people on girls that were just unnecessary. It was just their butts and everything. I was I like at the Playboy Mansion. That or like when she's like leaning in the car. I think like um, what's her name? I or- know what you're talking yeah. about because even I was that scene. I was just kind of like this is. not But it was necessary. just a shot. It was like what else are you gonna shoot? Like how are you gonna shoot that? You know? I mean like it I was mean- it was when the hippie was yeah, leaning in yeah. the Margaret Brad Quayley. Pitt's- but no, also, like yeah. like I admit like that was like uh, that was probably a gratuitous shot. But you also remember what time it was like. That's how people are like, oh, they treat it. It was a so highly sexualized time. That and just like, yes, if, if the movie took place now, it'd be a very, it, the, the movie would be very different. <laughs> like, it's, you gotta remember what time it was. And in the, what was it, 69 or 70? 1969. 69, yeah. Uh-huh. What is, where is it right though for like other ones? <laughs> other, other Tarantino <laughs> movies. What'd you say? It just was ha ha. Uh. Oh, by the way. If you didn't get why I said ha ha. I didn't hear, no, I, I forgot what we said right before I said you said 1969. Ha. Oh, ha ha. <laughs> Quick, quick thing, our drinks, because the like, the drinks they drank are margaritas and whiskey sours in the movie, so I just mix them together, and that's this drink. It's not a bad drink. It's not bad. I, so I it's loved a, it, actually. It's a, it's a, it's a whiskey margarita. margarita. It's a whiskey <laughs> margarita. <laughs> what are you saying? Mm, I, meant margarita. To say, margarita. I meant to say margarita Margo, sour. Mar- were you about to say Margo, margarita, Margot Robbie sour? Yeah, a margarita? Like, yeah, it's a margarita. This is a margarita. But no, in, in other Quentin Tarantino movies... I th- I love Inglorious Bastards. Um, I think it would go Django and Glorious Bastards in this. For yeah, me. Django's actually my favorite. I think Inglorious Bastards. But I for think me. actually Once Upon a Time might actually overtake yes. Django for me. Oh really? As number one? Only because I really as number really, one though. As number one, oh, only okay. because I really really love Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt. I know they were. I know they were so good. And even though this movie did get kind of slow in the middle, I admit it got kind of slow. Yeah. I really enjoyed all the pacing and everything like that. And maybe that's why I didn't like that scene either, because the middle was kind of slow. Maybe it was just other factors factoring into it. You just weren't in the mood at that time. May- maybe. I don't know. I, I you just, were probably just like, just get to the end. Maybe because <laughs> I think the scene before it was like not the most fast-paced scene, and then it goes to that, and you're just like, well, this is, I, I, this is random. Well, it's just me. Possibly. I don't know. Maybe there's other factors to it, but yeah. I, I think it's Django Inglorious. It's not my favorite twin, Quentin Tarantino, but it's a good twin. Quentin Tarantino movie. It's, I mean, I like Inglorious Bastards the best. And that end scene. Then. Amazing. Of what? It's the whole movie. Of what movie? This movie. Oh. When he's like, it's where it becomes a Quentin Tarantino movie. Oh, yeah. When the he end scene to every single killers. Quentin Tarantino yeah. movie is always. Because also you just like, love it because you're just like, oh, it's a stunt. They're breaking into a stuntman's house. Like, and, the, and then. It was also hilarious because Brad Pitt was like high as fuck. Yeah, he's like. <laughs> he's like I'm here to do the devil's business he's like what the fuck <laughs> also that one girl who I don't know if the she, one was, who if she went blind she literally turned into like 
I can't even think of a character, but like no one can see me doing this, but it's just like, and like I was her, cracking up. I, I literally turned to him. I was like, what is happening? And then when I'm Leonardo laughing. DiCaprio just flamethrowed her ass. That's so that good. That was the best when he was walking out and I'm like, flamethrower. And my mom's like, what? I'm like, flamethrower. And she's like, what do you mean? And then I'm like, flamethrower. And then he, he set her on fire and she's like, oh my God, this is so violent. Also, she stayed alive for a very long time. I give that girl a lot of credit. Well, and Maya uh, honestly. Hawk, well, the other guy I was feel like she curb got... stomped. The other one's head was bashed in. But yeah. she like, can't like. Didn't I can never tell every she time I broke see it. her nose. Was it dented into her face? He no, like, he like smushed he like broke her it nose. And oh, okay. All her front teeth. Because I saw like you just see blood like gross. And then the dog like, attacked her. And that's when that she's like, so I gotta get out of here. But she's gonna she, run out. She, My dad was like, that's the greatest dog in American history. She literally <laughs> reminds me of someone I can't think. But like when she's just flailing, maybe it's she reminds me of um, what's her name from Bob's Burger, the mother. When she's like ah, Linda, and she's just like going like her arms are literally flailing with a knife like. Her wrists are. She had like, a gun too. She had a gun she had at a gun one point. T- yeah, she yeah, was. Do you know what I was thinking? I only thought of our our friend Caitlin because like every time we see like certain movies, we're like, she's hysterical. She that, that's the reason why <laughs> everything went wrong. She's hysterical. I'm like, this girl is hysterical. Because I'm like, if you have that much energy to do that, you had more than enough energy to run out of that house yeah, I was and say, yeah. leave. But instead, you just laid there screaming. I also loved her. Oh, what was it? Um, man, when she says when she's like saying the plan, she's like talking oh. like this. She's like, oh wait, hold on. Question: The one who got her face bashed in at the fireplace was that Dakota Fanning's character or no? No, no. Dakota, Dakota Fanning Fanning's character was, was squeaky. No, I know squeaky. that, but like the one who when he because my dad thought it was her because he said to her, "I would remember that hair anywhere." And then you know what Dakota? It was Fanning's just a ginger. No, yeah. it was just another ginger. No, I know. I'm like, I think that was another ginger yeah. because he said something to Dakota Fanning too. So that's why he was like, "Oh, I thought it was Dakota Fanning's character." I made sure in the second time we saw it, I was like, "Was Maya Hawk in that like in the scene with all the other girls?" I'm yeah, like, 100%. I literally was like making, was I, could, I couldn't find her. I only think she was in that one scene. I think she was too. As that was a great. She, I, as soon as I she drove off, I'm just like, "Oh, they're fucked." I'm like, that was like that scene reminded me of in Django where it's like Jonah Hill and he takes off like the white like hood from like the KKK and there's something like, my mom, my my wife made these masks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that was that kind of scene and that was great. Jimmy, can you get your calculator out? Because I think we need to rate it. Okay. Oh, I have a voicemail. Oh, okay. Thank you for announcing Did someone call you? Someone called me. I'm so popular. Okay. I'll give it an eight. Okay. Nine. And I give it a nine. Uh, It's a one. (laughs) A one. A one. (laughs) Did you stop? (laughs) It's an 8.6. So I rounded up to a nine. It's top shelf. It's top shelf. Very top shelf. You should really go see this movie. And it's, it's, one of the it's one. It's one of the good movies of this summer. It really is. It's so good. Because this summer was so bad. Yeah, this summer is terrible. But <laughs> really you guys nice. should really go see this movie. It's great. Um, even go see it with your parents. There's nothing bad in it that you can't see with a yeah, parent. Yeah, you really can't. No, there's nothing. Family. I actually saw it with like a whole bunch of family the second time. Yeah, there's I, a lot of a nostalgia factor. That's what I think. One of my favorite things was just the scenes where like the the scene where Holly was turning up and like turning on at night, and I was like, because we were there, and I was like, oh, I was like, did you? Oh. P.S. Did you see the scene that the the Sony? Uh, what was it? It was Par- Columbia. It was the Columbia. Paramount. No, it was Paramount. No, it was it was Columbia Pictures when they're leaving the lot, but it's really the Paramount lot. That's we where we like went there. in for our tour in Paramount. I, I just knew. I was like, oh, I was there. That's yeah. all I was I thinking. I him. I was like, we were there. And he's like, no, we were. Yes, we were. We were because uh, when they drove wait, away, they had on. the big signs. When we went. Weren't we thinking? Aren't they filming Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I felt like we had this conversation. They might have. I mean, it's that the time works out. I felt like we had this conversation because we went in August of last year. Oh, do you know what other thing I wanted to like? I was thinking about this is totally off topic. Sorry that we're running on. Yeah. You know when they were film when he was filming the show, I'm like, did they really film in just those one takes like the entire time? Oh like, yeah. Wait. Walking out. What part? 
when uh, Timothy Oliphant's character met him at the saloon and if it like the scene went all the way into it like is that they actually film it one shot or are they just doing that for this movie because I was like that's very skilled I think I think like like, like back in the TV when they were filming the actual show I think it was just for the movie because it almost made me feel like I was watching the show and then it would like take me out when he messed up and then had to reset and then he would go back and it would take me right back into the show so I I think it was more um, like that movie making I don't think they did that all in one shot no because like I was confused because you know like they did mess up and they were like okay do it keep rolling but I was like I if that's the way they did do it I'm like I'm very impressed and I'm very shocked that they stopped doing it also this movie both times we've seen it like there's a lot of like scene like just overhearing voices that come from like the back speakers and multiple times I think someone's talking in our theater I'm like oh no it's just like someone like in like it's one just like really talking. good surround sound yeah <laughs> I was like and especially like when Brad Perry and DiCaprio are like talking uh, about the FBI episode I'm like it sounds like they're right next to me it's like the Muppet show like where you see, <laughs> yeah. it seems like they're right Surprise, next to you they were next to you <laughs> imagine but I don't know but you can finish it up Jimmy. okay so I don't know. What I'm you to have say anything now. next? To I have. Say, I, let's, put a, let's put a cork in it. For yeah, today. <laughs> I don't have my script. Oh, by phone. the way, real quick, we Titan Cast Network has yes. a poll for, and the winner gets new equipment. So please vote for Pop Poor Review for your favorite podcast. You Go can on. vote daily. Yeah. yeah. What's the website, Matt? It's uh, TitanCastNetwork.com. Please vote. We need the new equipment. Please, 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 please. We would love some extra hardware. Yes. And Matt, you can finish it because you finished okay, it. Well, we already said cork thing. So <laughs> We've already said a cork thing. We already said a cork thing. We already so, said uh, corks. <laughs> make sure to subscribe to our podcast and have a podcast in Spotify. And it's also on titancastnetwork.com. And check out... Oh, that's what I said already. Um, <laughs> also, don't forget to like and comment on our Twitter and Instagram to keep up to date on our latest drinks, movie news, and episodes at Pop Horror Review. And we hope to see you for another drink. See you later. Bye. <laughs> We totally deserve that new equipment. We, we, we can't even read our ending. No, we can't. I saw Jimmy. I was like, Jimmy, nothing still in front recording. of you. I know. I was like, I know. I saw you. I, so I was like, Jimmy, you can finish it up. And I'm like, he has, he's a calculator. I was like, he has no, he's like, okay, guys. So zero. Okay. Well, that's it. Bye. Okay, bye. bye. Review. That was a Titan Cast episode.